Hey folks, Saturday morning rant. Uh, I want to get this out the way so I could get on with the rest of my weekend. Today I got two things I actually want to talk about. I want to talk about philanthropy and the way they fuck over small organizations. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. And then I want to talk about larger organizations and the salaries that they pay people who work for them. Some smaller organizations too. So, but I'm going to be a little bit more mellow today. Like my trainer actually gave me... Uh, these drinks that he wants me to take and they're like these fermented roots and he swears it's not alcohol so I hit one this morning it's fucking alcohol I don't drink and it's fucking alcohol I'm way too calm and shit having a hard time even thinking about what what I want to fucking rant about because I don't drink alcohol and he has me drinking fermented alcohol I've been locked up you fucking take fruit and you put it under your bed and you fucking hide it and you ferment it and you drink it it's fucking alcohol anyway foundations. I got all types of clients at Gem Trainers. I got clients anywhere from long-standing, sophisticated nonprofits that have been around for a really long time that do really good fucking work to small startup nonprofits, grassroots, barely has any money, grinding away, might not even be up to date with their fucking filings and all this other shit, but doing really good work. And when I try to help the latter raise money, I essentially am spending time trying to convince them that their good work needs to be translated in a way that foundations can understand and invite them in for a conversation. So I'm really like being like this translator between people that are doing good work and elite fucking foundation people who can't consume good work without thinking this needs to be safe enough for me to sell to my board. So I take work that inherently is risky work, which is where we all should be, because if you're not taking risk and you're not doing anything new and you're not doing anything innovative, then what the fuck are you actually doing? And trying to translate that for foundations in a way that allows them to actually check a box of it not being risky, not being uh, overly innovative. So what's that look like? We're creating budgets, one to three year budgets. Who the fuck knows where we're gonna be in three years? Like seriously, who the fuck thought we'd be in the middle of this crazy inflation moment? It's hard to tell where the hell you're gonna be in three years. Creating one pagers, creating decks, creating PowerPoints, creating flowcharts, creating logic models, creating every fucking thing that it takes to try to prove to funders that the organization actually is gonna do good work. When the truth is, the people that have the space, the ability, the staffing, the talent, uh, the resources to create those kinds of documents are usually the ones that are not doing good work. Those are the ones that tell a good story about the work they could be doing. And meanwhile, when you scratch the fucking veneer and you look between, uh, just underneath, you realize that they're actually doing the worst work, whereas the folks I'm fucking with are doing really good work and out there being pimped out by these foundations just so that they can get a fucking meeting to tell a story about the good work they're doing. And even then during the meeting, I'm coaching them on how to not talk about some of the most risky elements of their work. Drives me crazy. I hate the fact that I have to be the one to play that role. We all know that even if they get the money, eventually they may not get the money in a very sustainable way because eventually the foundation is going to realize that they took their money to do the work that really needs to get done but not the kind of work that they could sell to their elitist board and it drives me crazy and hopefully one day we'll find a way to overcome that shit but for now all that money is reparation money anyway and i'm going to try to get that to my people that's number one Second thing I wanted to talk about is salaries in nonprofit. You guys have heard me on these nonprofit rants talk about how my first job in nonprofit, I made $16,000 a year and owed $83,000 in fine fees and restitution. That was 23 years ago. So some of you might be like, but come on, Glenn, you know, 
23 years ago was a lot more money. Go fuck yourself. I live in New York. $16,000 23 years ago was still fucking financial rape. The fuck out of my face with that. So today, what I'm thinking about is the fact that I worked at a large nonprofit where the executive staff all made six figures and the frontline staff all made about 32 to about 40 something thousand dollars a year. Granted, this was about 12 years ago. But same thing, like 12 years ago, $32,000 was still nothing in a place like New York City, which is where I live and where I worked at that nonprofit. So the fact of the matter is like, you got these nonprofits that are raking in money. In fact, the one I'm thinking about, I think they're at $60 million at this point. When I was there, they had 200 people on staff. I'm sure they're at like four or 500 people on staff. They have an executive director that easily makes $350,000 a year and they still have frontline staff making money in the 40,000. Uh, I remember I used to go to, to, the, to the executive committee, which was like 22 of us at the time, and I would say, can we all take a 10% cut in pay and redistribute that money to the people at the bottom line? And they'd put it on the agenda, and we'd have a discussion about it, and it would never materialize into shit. And I'm sure that's the way the organization still operates. And I don't mean to pick on this one organization, which I'm not gonna name because I actually don't have the fortune of naming them. But the truth is there's a lot of organizations out there actually doing uh, the same thing and being disproportionate in how they dole out salaries, even at the same time while they're talking about equity and equality and justice and undoing the very things that they say they hate out in the world. And I remember I used to go to the executive director and because I took over fundraising, so I essentially would see the budgets that she would put together. And I would say, why are we paying these people 32,000? Why, we, why are we paying them 35,000? Especially when in New York right now, in case you don't know, if you have a salaried employee, you have to pay them at least 58,500. And she would say, but Glenn, if we pay these formerly incarcerated people more money than they could command in another job, then essentially we're just setting them up for failure. Or, bitch, you could just pay them what you should pay them so that they could have a living wage, train them, and then if they want to leave your employee, they leave and they go someplace else. No, she wanted to create high turnover, low wage, low fringe jobs because she knew there was a steady flow of formerly incarcerated people that needed these entry-level jobs so that they could get back into the labor market. And she was not worried about the fact that she'd have to turn them over. Not that much different than prison, to be quite honest. It was a factory of despair at that nonprofit. And there are people on the front line doing the best work. I just want to be clear. Like 90% of that organization is directly impacted people doing amazing work. Other low-income people, mostly people of color, poor people doing amazing work to help people coming home from prison to turn their lives around. And this white executive director, I'm just mentioning that she's white as a matter of fact. It's not like I hate all white people, but she was white and she kept a black vice president next to her, who I think is still there at this point. And unfortunately, he would be the one to check the box for her. Every time she had a hard announcement to make, like layoffs or something like that, she would bring him in the front, she'd coach him and then bring him to the front of the room and he'd have to say, oh yes, I agree with her and put his arm around her and hug her and everything. And that would be her legitimacy. It was so, it was terrible to watch. In fact, when I finally told her that I was leaving her employee to go build my own organization, I'll never forget how angry she was and how much she's tried to do to harm my career since then. 
And again, I'm not at liberty to name the organization because in the society we're in, I don't have the fortune to say the organization's name. But it was a terrible place to work and they're always gonna be part of my rhetoric about what's wrong with nonprofits, particularly when you're in the criminal justice space and you say you care about justice and you say you care about people and you say you care about dismantling systems that are harmful, when in the meantime, you're actually engaged in the nonprofit industrial complex and building your own organization that causes very similar harm and you're at the helm, and because you're little white old lady that looks like you're doing the right thing, no one questions you, when the truth is you need a natural predator, you need someone questioning you, you need someone to challenge the things that you're doing to actually cause harm, and the fact that you're not building a legitimate second bench of leadership in your organization. That's all I got to say today. Don't let anybody steal your fucking rainbow. It's actually cloudy. I know it's gonna rain again today, but can't steal my rainbow.